Hello. Welcome to the extra credits of one of the worst nights I've had in years. <laughs> the 2024 Golden Globes. I'm Trey. And I'm Kelsey. I straight up had a bad time <laughs> yeah, <know>. last night. <laughs> I was sitting next to you. Yeah. Uh, this was like the the same experience as watching a horror movie with Trey where yeah. he had to actually look away at the cringy moments, the awkward award show moment. I wanted to jump out of our window. <laughs> like I, he was like I'm not trying to be dramatic. Hiding. It was just so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> you at one point were like, I'm bloating. Like I have so much anxiety. I had anxiety <laughs> bloat. It's a thing. I, I like secondhand couldn't embarrassment. believe yeah. how yeah, embarrassing, honestly, this was. <laughs> Like it was like watching a bunch of millionaires not know how to communicate. Yeah, is that so weird? Don't they have like coaches for that? They didn't know um, where to walk. Yeah, I I think I have <laughs> more hell? tolerance uh, for these kind of award show situations than than you do, maybe. But yeah. it was a really fun experience for me, at least, to watch you suffer. But <laughs> we we did say like, should we do a Golden Globes, you know, podcast episode? And we normally don't really cover award seasons except for the Oscars because of what awards mean in terms of how, you know, movies are watched and yeah. the attention that they get. So we like to talk about like ones that were not honored or ones we still think people should check out. But we yeah. ultimately decided that we should just do a quick Golden Globes conversation because Trey, one of your favorite movies of the year. Oh, Anatomy of a Fall. Yeah. Let's go. She didn't do it. <laughs> Justine Trier, you genius. Sandra Huller, that little boy and that yeah. dog. That Hell little yeah. boy was there. Yeah. They won best screenplay, best foreign film. I did tell you, I was like, okay, I'll talk Golden Globes because we were supposed to do a Maestro Iron Claw Ferrari triple feature episode which this morning. Which is still coming. Which is still yeah. coming. Yeah. But we decided to, we started that episode and then we started talking about the Golden Globes so much. We were like, let's just do Golden yeah. Globes. And I was like, I'll only do Golden Globes if I can get like one of our listeners to rent or stream Anatomy of a Fall yeah. today. When people listen to this, <laughs> then it will be all, all it will be worth it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's my favorite movie of the year. I think when you look at Oppenheimer, Barbie killers of the flower moon, like three films that were deserving of some of the awards they got. I mean, I think Oppenheimer won most of them. Um, those are like $200 million movies. Yeah. And anatomy of, of a fall is like a five or $6 million film. Yeah. That is easily one of the best movies of the 2020s for me personally. And, uh, I'm just glad more people will go see it. Yeah, I I'm really pumped about the wins for Anatomy of a Fall, especially seeing Justine Trier like come up in into the like middle of this stage with all these huge Hollywood names. Like a lot of people who yeah. won awards said that the room was intimidating. I'm sure it probably was. Like yeah. you see Martin Scorsese in your peripheral, like as you're giving a acceptance speech. But just to also see her be like, I don't really like you know, maybe, maybe she does care about like American cinema, but I'm just saying like in terms of like celebrity not, culture, Hollywood lifting. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Like, she didn't care you know, about Martin that. Scorsese and Bradley Cooper and like Spielberg are all at the same table. You know, it just yeah. felt like this is such a great movie and she gave some, some kind of clues that we might talk about on our anatomy of a fall episode, which is uh, coming. We're yeah, going to do a deep dive on that movie months. by itself. We were going to pair it with the holdovers, but we're going to wait to talk about the holdovers for our, 2023 ranking episodes in February yeah. because I would just want to dedicate at least an hour and a half to anatomy of a fall and how great of a film it is. Yeah. Well also I think we talked about this during commercial break after her speech, but she was sitting in a room with, I guess, directors. She was saying her movie is a response to, I was hoping she would shout out Baumbach. Yeah. yeah. Because she said <laughs> that anatomy of a fall was a response to the woman who didn't have an actual like dialogue 
or a language in movies like Marriage Story yeah. and movies like Gone Girl, which yeah. is so badass for yeah. somebody to be like, I made a movie just to give those women like a, a purpose, like a, as a character. Yeah. And like, like that's a, a fully realized character, which we will also talk about. We're going to be talking about Maestro Iron Maestro Claw Ferrari, Ferrari yeah. coming up. Uh, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I thought this was just a, um, a horrible four hours and we, <laughs> We did spend four hours. The show itself is three, but we watched the red carpet, which yeah. if anybody was like, well, we like really wanted to, you know, make it a little party, right? Like we ordered pad thai. Yeah. You know, it was good. We made it was a worth night it. out of it, Had but I dumplings. thought the red carpet intro would be fun to just see everyone arrive. It was not fun. It was so cringy. The interviewers were like, Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Is there gum in your pocket? Yeah. What like, kind of mints do you eat? Or yeah. Timothy Chalamet, what's the hair product you use? I was like, what is going on? on yeah this it's confusing. show and i i think that you know in the past especially women on the red carpet have been like ask me about my movie and don't ask me about what i'm wearing but i would rather hear about what the like stars or celebrities are wearing because that's also someone's creation right and also ask them a little bit sure. about their movie or their process well, or something like that how about something artists? really basic which is like how about just asking the same question to every celebrity instead of trying to find new ways to talk to celebrities just ask them like what were some of your favorite movies that you saw in 2023 Ooh, that would have been fascinating be cool. from all yeah. the different like 50 60 celebrities we had to hear speak for two to three minutes at a time it would have just been cool to hear them shout out other movies besides their own. True. That's yeah. a good recommendation from like actual artists in the industry who are like some of people's favorite celebrities or artists or whatever. But instead it was like, what'd you eat for lunch? Like, yeah, it was so strange. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so and I don't know why I that have... was worse than the hosting that people were criticizing. The red carpet was awful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was all, it was all tough to get through for, for that. I, again though, like I have a, maybe a twisted like sense of enjoyment for this. I'm not like hating on the celebrities being awkward, but I think sure. there is something about them being like so human that is it's like reality TV show or something to watch. Right. Uh, even though we don't have time to fit that into our schedule, with sure. all the movies and TV shows that we watch, but uh, that's I think what I'm I good feel until like next year. Now that's yeah. what I feel like it's probably like, right. But it, yeah. there's also kind of a, like depressing feeling also to see all these millionaires or, you know, yeah. billionaires in some cases, yeah, be so awkward. And I'm like, you know, I yeah, know. <laughs> not because we hold them up. It's just because like they have a platform. And so yeah. it's so depressing to spend all this time on a podcast to be like, go see this movie. And then you hear those people talk and you're like, is that all you have to say? Like, you don't have to <laughs> say thank you. Like, do you notice that there were some great speeches like Gladstone and IO and yeah. others, but for the most part, it would be nice for people like, you know, Nolan or Gerwig, like these billion dollar movies for the directors to be like, thank you to the people who bought tickets to go see our movie like three or four times. Like it, that's the weirdest part about some of these awards, which, which is like sometimes it's a little bit too self-congratulating mm. where it's like, thank you to the audiences who like spend their nights after a long day of work watching our, yeah. <laughs> our films. Instead, it's like, I, I don't know. There's or a lot of padding on the back. Like thematically connected to their sure. movie, right? Yes. It would be interesting, which again, some of the speakers did who yeah. are maybe less removed from this like stardom, uh, you know, position of, right. of Hollywood. But yeah, I think that was also possibly like, kind of like cringy and even like Jeremy Allen White, right? Was like, I must have done something right to like be in your company. I was like, oh, like I just yeah. like, feel so cringy. Yes. Even though I'm like, you know, I, I, whatever, um, they're, yeah. they're people. But yeah, I think that's ultimately probably the sad part about it is like, oh, you know, these people have so much money. 
Uh, the guy who plays Marcus, I think his name's Elboy. He uh, he did shout out servers, which yes, is pretty cool. Yeah. Like a- the actual genuine. people who are yeah. in the industry and, and service work, like being the people that they're able to like act and perform as every single day. But there's actually people like spending 80 hours a week in those positions. Right. So that was yeah. pretty cool. There and were great little speeches like that. that Paul I really Giamatti did shout out like teachers for the holdovers. And I just well, want to say... Uh, Trey, hopefully I can speak for you. We don't accept. You may. We don't accept. We, your we don't accept. Damn right. We do not accept your P- plus Paul Giamatti. You're a three time Golden Globe winner. And I didn't believe a fucking word you just said. That was terrible acting, my friend, because he did. I, did you believe him when he said that? It was like not he like, took yeah. like 30 seconds to say it. Like it almost was like he felt bad saying like. It just felt Something like he didn't nice like, know teachers. what he was like. Yeah. Meaning. Well, he said his family like are teachers. So like, yeah, I don't, yeah, don't want to yeah, say he doesn't yeah. mean it, but it just felt, yeah, yeah. cringe. And Private school teachers half-hearted. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was a clip of him after and he was like, I thought maybe when I was growing up, I'd want to be an academic. I was like, I didn't even have a concept <laughs> growing up. Like he what said an it academic so flippantly. Was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, it was always so, in the back of my mind. I could always go to academia. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? That's plan B. Uh, um, okay. Yeah. How do we want to do this? Should we just like go from, I don't want to be just like shitting on totally this because I know a lot of people spent so much time on this behind the scenes and like, that's great. But, but ultimately I, I this say, was like, like such a mess. Like, yeah. We're not trying to like, just like totally rip on the golden globes. Also like listeners know our podcast is usually focused on thematic through lines of movies were interested in the creators and the collaborative process. Yeah. But I think, why don't we talk about some of the awards, some of our sure. favorite moments where movies were being celebrated. Cause there were, there were, you know, moments of that. And then also, you know, since this is a golden globe episode and it is kind of about the celebrity, we can also talk about the celebrity goss, some cringe. Moments. Yeah. There's quite a lot. Uh, I don't even want to go to the movies first. Let's talk okay. Chalamet. Okay. I feel like <laughs> so the cringe moments first. So longtime listeners know we're like we've been back and forth with his publicist to have him on for well it was going to be Dune two before they moved that date and then I tried right. Wonka and I was like I don't really love Wonka mm. <laughs> so I don't know if I want to have if we do get Chalamet on although I don't, you liked him more than me I did but and that seems like recently, the wrong movie to have him on for. sorry I know we're having a, a Timmy conversation but we just recently watched um, the, the original original Wonka. with yeah. Gene Wilder and yeah. it was awesome. An actually was, like maybe five star movie. Yeah, yeah I was not expecting perfect. it to be so funny, especially with like the news commentary. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but yeah, yeah the, the SNL like skits it of it was pretty. Yeah. I mean, it's very dark. Yeah, yeah, it's great. All right, back to Chalamet. But Chalamet, I feel like if we have him on, we should just like pivot. And if they log off, that's fine for our interview. But like if we do nail this interview, then we should de- <laughs> definitely be like, bro, what is going on with the middle, the middle school stuff like you and PDA right now? What is happening? Because you're embarrassing our generation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people can show their and Jeremy love. Allen white is going to steal all that, of your swagger. Like that everything that, that kind of confidence that you walk around with. Yeah. It's gone. It's, it's happening. That was very much apparent when Timothy Chalamet was placed front and center of the award show. Obviously a decision on the producers of it was a good the move. golden globes to make sure that people were tuning in to see Timothy Chalamet's face, just like they, they made that decision probably to create the box office award for Taylor Swift to also attend. That's true. Um, or they, or they thought that Barbie wouldn't win anything. So they were trying to give mm, Barbie an award. So yeah. Greta Margot would come to, which we will also talk about Ryan. in a second, like Barbie not getting any awards and yeah. Yeah. But I think that with Timmy and Jeremy Allen white, like when he walked on stage and they were basically just looking into each other's eyes as like the, like white boys of the internet, yes, you know, yeah. um, who are a little awkward and just like have all these 
Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure what it is. They, I don't. Yeah, I was just about to ex- explain their attraction to. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I, you mean like the public's attraction yeah. to Jeremy Allen White? Yeah, well, I have some things to say on our Iron Claw episode. Okay, yeah, that's okay. coming up right after this. Yeah, but anyway, it was very apparent that when he came up, I was like, oh my god, Timmy, he's like stealing. He's like your energy, taking your, your energy. Vibe. It's like a yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was so clear. Yeah, and it was just so awkward seeing him make eye contact. Who's the <laughs> Kardashian Jenner? It uh, Kylie. It's Kylie Jenner. Okay. Okay, yeah, yes. it was just their icon. I just felt horrible. Yeah, I felt I mean, horrible. Not for them, just for me. Like I was like, <laughs> why are we watching this? <laughs> I, I feel think, so intrusive. I'm like, why? Yeah, it's just like you know, people can love in any way. They but PDA is like weird. PDA is objectively a little just like cringy, weird. Well, th- that you know, specific PDA, it, especially unless it's to celebrate a uh, award. Like uh, yeah, well, Ali Wong and Bill Hader. Whoa, <laughs> am I right, guys? Did anybody know that? <laughs> I <laughs> who knew I that? Literally did the Leo pointing at the screen thing. I tried so, to explain to you, like, is that well? I was, I guess, I was like, is that Bill Hader? So we love Ali Wong. We've yeah. seen all of her stand ups, yeah. and she talks about her family a lot on the stand ups and, and her I, marriage, and her marriage, yeah, and her husband. And I did not realize that she had a uh, a breakup recently in yeah. the past year or so. And so we had to Google quickly after watching this. But what I thought yeah, happened. so out of touch with like celebrity. Yeah. Gossip. And yeah. so like Ali Wong won for beef, which is great. And she stood up and I thought it was just the comedian table or something sure. because Bill Hader was on the side with her. Yeah. And then they lock eyes and they do a quick kiss and she walks off and Bill Hader is showing the camera starting to laugh. And yeah. I realized, oh, she accidentally kissed Bill Hader like yeah. on the lips <laughs> and she didn't kiss her husband but on accident. And soon to find out that she had broken up with her husband. And now she's yeah. with Bill Hader. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, Good everyone for them. do what you want to do with your lives. Uh, it was just a big surprise. Yeah. It yeah. was just like wild because I had no idea. And I bet they'd be a great hang. Yeah. Great double date. Yeah. yeah. They, they both like seem to be, you know, there are some comedians who you also get the sense that they take themselves seriously, which is like, yeah, not a fun part vibe. of the job. Yeah, yeah. But they like, Bill Hader and Ali Wong do seem like they have a very compatible, Grounded. like, yeah, yeah, just like very normal relationship. Um, yes. Even though I know nothing about either of them, really. <laughs> yeah. But we should also say our guy, Stephen Young, uh, oh, won yeah. for beef. And I just love to see him get any recognition because he's one of our favorite actors. Mm-hmm. As far as TV goes, though, Succession really stole the night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Kieran think that Culkin, was my favorite moment of the night because mm-hmm. it was just so cool to see that basically all of Hollywood watches succession. Like these Did major directors who yeah. are trying to capture the toss, the toxic, you know, elements of masculinity, like succession just does it better. And it, it was so cool to see like everyone just really appreciate succession and the performances. Do you think they all know that the show is secretly about them? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't seem like it. Yeah. I love how Brian Cox and Jeremy Strong didn't go. Uh, I would have loved to see Jeremy Strong. I loved Jeremy when Strong. someone didn't go and they would show their face card and then <laughs> they show all the other actor performers or directors like their actual like bodies there yeah. and the crowd was always really funny to me. Yeah. And I one of my favorite celebrity moments was when Ben Affleck and J-Lo were like applauding. Yeah. I forget was, was it McFadden or was it? It was Culkin. Culkin? Or, it was one succession one win. But they were so happy. And I was like, that's so cool. They might watch it together. Yeah. Affleck was like, he couldn't contain himself. Yeah. He was like shouting things, <laughs> whoever it was. So those are, those are big success. They're yeah. listeners. Well, I think, was it Matthew uh, McFadden when he won Bradley Cooper turned to Spielberg and was like, he's good. 
Yes. Yeah. That did happen. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Spielberg would love succession though. <laughs> so I did find it really interesting to see when half of Hollywood would not stand for a specific movie. Yeah. And then when they all chose to stand, it was really just for succession. Yeah. Like I even saw people sitting for Oppenheimer. And so to see everybody just like jump up for succession was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, you gotta be happy so for great. Jesse Armstrong because he was sitting in the back, which that's ridiculous. Golden Globes. I could make not believe Armstrong that either. Sit yeah. in the back. It was also really weird, like tiered wise of yeah. TV shows sitting in the second row and movies sitting in the front row. It just felt like yeah. very awkward. clear hierarchy going on. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, that's enough of the TV. We can go to movies. There okay. were some well, great wait, wait, before actually we move on sure. from TV. Did we talk about IO winning? No, no. Okay. IO had a great speech. She yeah. shouted out the assistants <laughs> of publicists, which I must say as somebody who emails a lot of agents and a lot of pub publicists for this show over the past few years, the assistants in those offices do so much work and they are so fast when there is not a good assistant working and it's just you're emailing the agent or publicist directly. It takes forever. Yeah. And so it actually was a great shout. Yeah. I'm sure I mean, a lot of people, see were, in the room. people were like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Taylor cool. Swift was like really nodding her head. She was <laughs> like, yeah, we get thousands of emails a day. Um, but yeah, IO is incredible. I think she was starting to like lose her breath, like doing her speech. You could tell how nervous she was. That was yeah. pretty cool. But for somebody who is so grounded, it was really like her moment. Mm -hmm. I saw Mark Ruffalo earlier. Maybe it was like in a commercial break, like lock eyes with her and like run over to her and give her a hug. Oh, wow. Cause he was like, I love you in the bear. Cool. Um, and it's just cool to see also Ruffalo just feeling alive for the first time <laughs> yeah. since like Marvel, I guess he just feels like awake, you yeah. know, I don't think I've seen him this happy ever. Yeah. Yeah. It was really weird to see acceptance speeches to like for you could tell who felt like people yeah, like who like, were grounded. Yeah. Who you were, would actually feel like alive in a conversation yes. if you were to have one with them. But then there were some people who were like obviously very practiced. I mean, there's still very like charismatic people like Emma Stone or Robert Downey Jr. who or kind of Murphy. control a room. Yeah. But it's it's nice to see like when people are genuinely like appreciating an award for the work that they're doing. And it felt like and what it means Io to people like who are watching. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like uh, Randolph did a great job with that. Uh, Gladstone, um, Io, obviously. But that, yeah, there were some like, you know, celebrity cold, you know, thank you speeches. But mm -hmm. the people that really stood out or probably probably someone like Downey who you're like, Oh, this guy could do anything. Like when he's like controlling the room, um, everybody just like loves him so much. Those speeches that surprised me the, the most were probably Christopher Nolan that stood out because I really, mm. you know, we've been critical of Oppenheimer. It's obviously one of the best movies of the year, but he actually got emotional when I didn't expect him to. It doesn't seem like that kind of person. Yeah. Um, and like when he shouted out like, uh, Robert Downey Jr. For, locking eyes with him and giving him like that sense of comfort when he talked about Heath Ledger the last time he was at the Golden Globes in mm -hmm. 2008 for the Dark Knight. And that was like a really powerful moment out of nowhere, yeah. like a human moment in an American pop culture that you is devoid of those moments. Um, so that was pretty cool to see it from celebrities who don't, you know, tend to go there. Yeah. You know? I also loved how Christopher Nolan's partner, uh, Emma, I think I'm forgetting her last no, name. Yeah. Emma Thompson's an actress. Yes. Well, no, I think that is her last oh, okay. name. Yeah, right. but she's a producer and she's worked on films with Christopher Nolan, but now they're partners and Emma Thomas Thomas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like Christopher Nolan or Chris is like doing something that no one else is doing. And immediately you just like felt all the directors, you know, yeah. like, uh, like the Spielberg Scorsese Coopers yeah. in the room of like, I, tension yeah <laughs> yeah 
Well, I, I love when I see like, you know, partners being yeah. supportive of their partner, obviously. Yeah. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of uh, real human um, like emotion <laughs> that really stood out because there was so much. There was just a lack of it across yeah. the show. Even like the the actors, performers who would come out and read off the award winners, like no one did a good job. Like yeah. it was really was bad. Weird. The teleprompters were off. The sound mix was off. It really wasn't even their fault. To a certain extent, we had cool moments where like Emma Stone wins and J-Law is like in the back losing her mind or <laughs> is saying to the, the camera, like, if I don't win, I'm leaving. Like, yeah. all of that is really funny. J-Law have, is like excitement for Emma Stone was actually really nice. It was really Just because nice. Because if you've watched interviews with them, you actually like know their friends. They're, like they're best not friends. performative yeah. friends like Bradley Cooper pretending that he like knows everyone. Sure. So intimately. Yeah. Then there are moments like Pedro Pascal's name just being nominated and you can see like Bella Ramsey in the back, like losing their mind which yeah. is awesome too or you saw Matthew McFadden like really acting out when Sarah Snook wins like or got nominated or she won yeah yeah so there are a lot of like cool moments Culkin. in the background yeah. like that or Kieran Culkin who like seemed to be whispering things to Matthew <laughs> yeah. McFadden in the ear and Sarah Snook too some real Roman behavior but the people who were handing out awards I thought uh Andre Day and John Batiste did a great job yeah they had like the best vibes of anybody who came and read out any of the nominations or winners yeah they were they were genuinely the, yeah and 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 also, I think uh, Haley Steinfeld oh, and Daniel yeah. Kaluuya. Yes, very good. And I think like the the timing and like the comedic moments, uh, those were the only two presentations that Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell were good too. Yeah, they were good in their own way. Like it was still cringy, but it, do you think that was like planned in the backstage? Like, it was like should we just start dancing out there? Like what's going on? I think it was probably planned like a couple days or a week in advance. Like, yeah, it's um, very like older SNL. It humor. did feel like yeah, that. Yeah. But I mean, I'm cool with it. Yeah. So ultimately a terrible time. Um, there were some good moments. <laughs> uh, I think I've enjoyed, I enjoyed film Twitter post golden globes. And I actually did watching the golden globes, like learning mm -hmm. about what did you, did you see the Timothy Chalamet drama? No. Okay. So, um, this doesn't really matter, but <laughs> I think it's pretty funny cause it's very millennial coded, I guess where, Selena Gomez is friends with Chalamet because oh, they did this. that. Okay, they did that yeah. film together, the New York film. And uh, so she asked Timothy Chalamet for a picture. And then the Jenner uh, woman, I forget her name, Kylie. Kylie, Kylie Jenner, said yeah. uh, no, apparently. And so Selena <laughs> Gomez goes over to Taylor Swift and I'm forgetting the woman's name, but um, I don't know, whoever's sitting next to, to Taylor Swift. And she tells them that she tried to take a picture with Timmy. Uh, Jenner said no. And they both go, oh, <gasps> Shock. Like they are just yeah. completely shocked. Uh, and it's a great clip. Yeah. It's just so millennial in the sense where it's like this mean girls kind of like gossip thing that's going yeah. on. I only say mean girls because in the back of my mind, because we're doing a pod on it. Yeah. Later this well, month, it feels but... like, yeah, like the Disney channel stardom. Yes. Like, that is you know, what it we feels were, like. We saw that face in, in Selena Gomez's acting like growing up. So yeah, yeah. She had big like goss the gossip lady at work vibe going on, you know? <laughs> Who just wants to talk shit about the other coworkers? Uh, yeah. So ultimately, yeah. Like I don't really have anything else good to say. I'm trying to think about good things that happened. I mean, I'm really glad. Obviously, that Lily Gladstone got recognition. We're gonna go into all of this in detail when the the real award show happens, which yeah. is the Oscars. When you know these winners win again, probably for a much bigger award that will be broadcast to tens of millions of people, but seeing divine joy Randolph get her speech was pretty awesome. Again, that's a really human one for the holdovers. Um, again, Gladstone was really great. Ali Wong's speech was really 
fun. Robert Downey Jr. speech was a great time. Like there were some good speeches. I thought the succession uh, guys like also were felt pretty down to earth. Yes. Yeah. It is weird that the television stars felt the most down to earth out of everybody with the movie stars. Um, But I just was the most happy with anatomy of a fall, you know, because it's like, again, it's like a a $6 million movie competing against $200 million films. Yeah. And even though people love Oppenheimer and Barbie and killers of the flower moon, those are like $200 million movies that kind of feel they're really important stories, really important narratives, but they're almost constructed in a way specifically Oppenheimer and Barbie, like they're superhero films. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice to see like a grounded, like actual, when I think of like cinema in a pretentious way, like anatomy of a fall winning best screenplay actually is kind of a big deal. Yeah. And hopefully that will maybe, you know, uh, kind of get in the minds of voters for the yeah. Oscars. Well, I think it's cool because I, so we haven't seen zone of interest yet, but sing it tonight. It's yeah. But it's cool to see that like people who are just tuning in for Timothy Chalamet or maybe Taylor Swift or just to see, you know, celebrities for the kind of like cultural event that the golden globes is, which is like no knock on anyone who doesn't watch movies or see everything that was nominated like us, uh, because we're so intense and I guess, you know, we have a podcast, but, uh, (laughs) I think that is just something that is cool about an award show, even though it's ultimately cringe and ultimately you feel like a little gross when they're like thanking the studios who are giving them millions when they're winning over different movies like anatomy of a fall. (laughs) But I do, there is a glimmer right of hope of like people actually checking out movies that aren't Barbie and Oppenheimer and major budget movies. You would hope, right? Yeah. I think even the mid tier budgets, like even Bo is afraid, which is like a $30 million movie. I I was glad you brought this up. I was hoping to not leave this podcast without talking about Joaquin Phoenix and Ari just like in the corner. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I mean, they were just, they seemed so unhappy the whole time, Yeah, which feels right. Uh, yeah, I mean, another movie this year that is in my top 10 that I was hoping would, you know, I, I was hoping Tiana Taylor would get nominated for best actress yeah. for a thousand and one. Um, that would have been really great because that's one of the best films of the year, but that's the kind of movie that I think you're talking about, which is like these underseen indie films that yeah. cost under $10 million to make that you're hoping award ceremonies like the golden globes will spend more time and invest, uh, in trying to somehow get those movies onto their show, like creating awards, like the box office award is a really stupid idea. It would be much more interesting if they created like the low budget movie award or something. They could give it a better name, but like movies that cost under $10 million to make. That's so true. That would be (laughs) sick. You know, that would be great about, I mean, I, I know that with Barbie specifically, like maybe Mm -hmm. they did, like you were saying earlier, anticipate Barbie not getting awards. And so they wanted to give recognition to a movie that is making money and it matters that it's making money because like we'll talk about on our men centric episode of Ferrari, Iron Claw and my story, even though we really liked those movies, right? There's a, a lot of like, you know, we have a woman character in this. Yeah. So like, having recognition for a movie like Barbie where people will spend money to go to the box office to see stories about women Mm -hmm. is important. But I think you're so right. Like why isn't there an award where here's, here's a movie that is maybe underseen or, and is really important. Like that's so they tend to only do it with foreign films. Like when they give out the international film award, like that's usually when they do that. But there's so many American films that yeah. are also like really, really great that we just don't have a place for in award shows. Yeah. For any new listeners of the show sense. who are finding us through this Golden Globes episode, go to our letterbox and you can see our list of 2023. Right now, Trey's is only up because I don't share mine publicly <laughs> and I don't I don't really like look at his, but I'm assuming you have a, some of the more independent movies that 
we have yeah. uh, watched this year on there, right? I mean, we talked about passages on a recent episode, but yes. that's another one that yeah. I was hoping Franz Rogalski would get nominated for. And I for. guess I already gave that away that that's like very up there for me. Right. Yeah. Year. So passages is really high up for for us. Theater camp was something I was hoping to see mm-hmm. get nominated for something. Maybe I was hoping for uh for song, best song. Like Camp is at Home oh, for yeah. Theater Camp. That would have been really great. Yeah. Uh, RMN is one of the best foreign films yeah. that we've seen this year. So yeah, there's there's quite a lot of examples. Monster, Godzilla Minus One, Scrapper is a movie that is kind of like a low-key After Sun Florida Project-esque movie this year. We'll talk about more of these on our 2023 ranking, but there are a lot of movies that I was hoping to see get yeah. more recognition in an award ceremony like this that where the Oscars might not actually have the kind of they, it's not that they don't care, but they only have X you know, amount of screen time. The Golden Globes is like, let's use four hours and talk about what's in J- Jason Sudeikis's pocket. Like, yeah. <laughs> if we're going to do that, we might as well try to, you know, put some other movies on people's radar. Yeah. And so also, that was unfortunate. Because I feel like Golden Globes, I've never really thought about it because I just haven't watched award shows in the past when we didn't have our pod. But uh they are kind of a intersection of TV watchers and movie watchers, right? Right, Exactly. Yeah. So I saw TV shows that I have, I don't know about. And I feel like, especially though movies are a little bit harder to access sometimes in terms of independent films that are good. Yeah. Right. Um, that people have to go out of their way to either rent or go see Mm -hmm. in limited releases. So that would, it does seem like a perfect opportunity to like shout out or like have a reel of like, go see these or, or ask actors like, during commercial exactly breaks. that's like, the big what one should we go see that yeah. seems obvious yeah. um were there any movies that you were sad to see that you're hoping to see come oscar time get some some recognition some nominations that we haven't shouted out already because one did jump out to me that seemed kind of obvious which is wes anderson's asteroid city mm. not that wes anderson needs more like oscars or whatever <laughs> like more awards but that's some of the best production design i've seen all year and that's also some of the best performances there are like six performances in there at least that yeah. I would be like, I would like to see one or two of those people get nominated for something. Jason Schwartzman is incredible in that movie. Yeah. Wasn't um, he the most watched actor on the Letterboxd I think he, that's a little bit, yes, but I don't know. Well, he was in like, Spider-Man. He's in Spider-Verse and yeah, Hunger Games. Yeah, was a lot of crossover and people didn't even know they were like watching him. Not right. that he doesn't deserve it. I love him. No, he does a great job. Yeah. I but still just think like, that is every it, time I watch that movie, I go, that's Ryan Reynolds. And then I see Jason Schwartzman's name and I always get confused. Oh, like the voice. The voice sounds like Ryan Reynolds to me. Uh, but yeah, Asteroid City jumped out to me and then The Killer. Those two movies I actually think are like top 20 films that I haven't seen get nominated for me- like anything really mm. in a lot of the smaller award ceremonies too. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't know if I like, I could see Asteroid City. Although- what about Beyonce? renaissance uh, yeah, I was instead of confused. taylor swift's movie which uh, yeah. didn't make much sense to me well yeah but we also aren't like huge taylor swift music fans so sure. yeah. you know maybe people feel differently about that and rightfully so but to not see any beyonce renaissance recognition was weird i feel like Best maybe editing. They, you know what there should just maybe be like a musical uh not musical and comedy but like musical uh documentary concert yeah <laughs> now honestly that's that's a dystopia Kels, because that it seemed when we were watching renaissance in the theater no, you're right, and people you're were right. walking by and being like what is this like that is the future of movie theaters and that depresses me even yeah, though i'm like, really happy with that film the, uh, but the beatles you know documentary sure, get from back, like yeah. years ago like those were great nominees and I, yeah. I loved the like Beyonce Renaissance experience, but you're right. Like I don't want to see movie theaters go more towards like complete spectacle. Yeah. yeah. That does sound dystopian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. The only other few I wanted to shout out was like showing up Kelly Reichardt's movie. Yeah. The iron claw. Mm-hmm. They clone Tyrone uh, Blackberry, how to blow up a pipeline. 
I just hope people go and check out some of these underseen films that should have gotten recognition tonight yeah. or last night. And we already talked about Tiana Taylor, but a thousand and one is in my top 10. Yeah. And this is not necessarily a under recognized movie, but poor things. I think while it is in theaters, if it's near you, I would go see it to have that visual experience because it yeah. is so wild what they're able to do with world building. Yeah. And I think it makes a difference. It, it will make a difference to watch it in theaters first, watch it at home. So I would go see poor things. It's like an theater. odyssey. Yeah. Truly. And yeah. It, you need to see it in theaters. It's a great score too. Lanthimos kills it. Emma Stone, probably her best performance of her career right next Were to La La Land. Were you surprised that she won over Margot? Yes. Yeah. I think Margot is constantly like, um, I think there's an, I think it's a little bit of the LeBron James effect. Okay. I just think she's been the MVP for like four or five years now. And I think she'll just, I think people look at her performance in something like Babylon mm -hmm. and then in something like Barbie and go, that was good. But if you watch any actor try to do what she's doing in both of those films, most will not get to the highs that she gets to. Yeah. And she is so believable as a doll that had no life before <laughs> this movie. There was yeah. no kind of like uh, characterization of this doll and she gives it so much. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't, obviously Emma Stone's doing, she gets to do a lot more in right. her performance um, as Bella Baxter, but I was, I wasn't disappointed because these are two of the best performances of the year. Yeah. And she did a but I was just great surprised. job yeah. with her performance and poor things. And like uh, we talked about it on the podcast too for that episode, but it, the movie doesn't work without her. Yeah. And there are a lot of moments where I could have been taken out, but she really not saves it, but carries it. Mm -hmm. And so, so I think she's deserving. I was just shocked because I felt like there was going to be a lot more Margot Robbie, uh, like celebration yeah, during like, this award season. And you, I'm, I'm not plugged in. So maybe that wasn't an upset. Uh, maybe, you know, people are like tracking polls and everything for that. That's not, I'm not really super interested in that, but, yeah. uh, I do think like what you're saying is true that Margot is underappreciated. Yeah. It's weird. I think, I, I think Margot and Lapita Nyong'o are the two best actresses in the world. And I don't know if it's close to their tier of acting. I don't think anybody's close, really. Yeah. I think the next tier is Emma Stone in that group. And then you could throw a lot of different names in there. I think that's pretty subjective. But the top two are Lapita and Margot. Yeah. And I don't think anybody really comes close to those two. And I think we just kind of, we uh, take them for granted. Yeah. And it was interesting to see, you know, uh, someone who is the well-known like Margot because of the Barbie movie, like being so supportive and genuinely seemed happy for people who were winning versus yeah. like when we cut to Bradley Cooper, who seems like he can't hide that <laughs> he's like, I should have won every award in here. We'll and talk about <laughs> it on Maestro. Yeah. I mean, people are being a little extra about him and maybe even being a little cruel to Bradley Cooper, but you can just, you can feel yeah. something behind that smile. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. it was just so, it was so funny to watch all the men in the room. Like even when Greta was saying, you know, Noah brought out his inner Barbie. Oh my like, God. Thank you for writing this. He's, <laughs> he's like, he smiled at her. Like, you know, they, yeah, he was smiling yeah, for he, real. And then he noticed then the camera, the camera, when he like felt it on him, yeah. he immediately like dropped Went his to sad smile. Boy Noah. Yeah. <laughs> dropped his eyes. He was like, that's honestly though, how we would probably react to camera. Like I would hate. Sure. To no, that's beyond. No, that's why I do really television. like Noah Baumbach. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's very real when he does those things. Yeah. Like he just doesn't want the camera on him at all times. Yeah. I do have a question for you before we get out of here though. Huh. I want to know what table you would like to sit at. Huh? 
I definitely not the Scorsese one. That yeah. one seemed tense. <laughs> yeah. Um, because that was like Cooper Scorsese. I mean, Lily Gladstone would be a cool. It was hang, interesting that Cooper was at that table. Like, is that Hollywood anointing? A hundred percent. Bradley Cooper. They love his into earnestness. The Leo De Niro yeah. Spielberg Marty Club. I love A Star Is Born, and I think Bradley Cooper is one of the great actors. Mm. But I agree. His uh, let's call it vulnerability is very uncomfortable <laughs> and because it's like uh, he's it just always like vulnerable 24 7 it's all performative <laughs> sometimes and you know i know he's like had a tough life and that might be why I and mean, we'll talk about that on maestro but it's just so uncomfortable it's tough, yeah. it's tough to watch his interviews and it's tough to see him in public sometimes uh so that table will be very uncomfortable that's where my mind went first because that's like the most famous one um do you think that would be the answer most people would say, though? I think so, probably, because okay. that's the big star table. But that's not the fun table. My next thought would be Chalamet, just so I could pull him off of <laughs> and gender like, hey. and be like, bro, get it together. All right. We're I don't know if you've seen the, the Dominic Sessa guy <laughs> from the holdovers, but he looks like Bob Dylan tonight. All right. You are supposed to be Bob Dylan. Act appropriately uh, and accordingly. Um, so not Chalamet, because okay. that would be awkward. Uh, the succession table will be fun. I'm going to say uh, sit next to Io and Jeremy Allen okay. White because I feel everyone the was having table. some wine. They were having sushi. I feel like I could hang with those. They're around our age. Like I actually think Io is like, she's a podcaster too. Like, she's got a podcast. She does a lot of letterboxing and I feel like there'd be yeah. a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, Similar interests. Yeah, yeah. I'd say Io sitting next to Io. I don't know about her table. I guess the bear is a fun table too. Yeah. Okay. The bear is a good one and would definitely be up there for me. Succession was where my mind went to first. I would just love to yeah. hear all of the kind of stories. And they obviously hadn't seen each other in a while since shooting. And we're talking about how they missed the show and yeah. missed each other. But ultimately, I, I don't even know who else was sitting at this table. But I want to sit at the table with, um, I just almost said Jeremy Strong, but with the writer of Succession, Jesse Armstrong. Mm. So I, I just would love to overhear his conversations his observations of the night, you know? Yeah, but I'm trying to have fun. Like Andrew Scott <laughs> and Pedro Pascal. Mm. I feel like that'd be a, lot, a good time. That's true. All yeah. the strangers we're seeing this week, I'm excited for it, but it seems like it's going to be a devastating movie. But Andrew Scott, a ton of fun. Oh, yeah. I was. Why wasn't Paul Mescal? Oh, he's shooting Gladiator. Gladiator. He's, yeah. he's doing his Gladiator thing. He's yeah. with Ridley Scott. I asked a watching friend 12 the other day run. who is like plugged in, I think, to pop culture, but not plugged into movies. And I mm -hmm. said, do you know who... Paul Meskel is. And she said, no. And I was like, you will soon. You know? <laughs> <And> Wait, I, <laughs> why do you make that sound so scary? <laughs> what? I think he is the one who's coming to eat Timothy Chalamet's lunch. I think they can have two lanes. You know, there's two different lanes there. You're right. In my mind. I think, I think Paul Meskel is like the nice We've Russell Crowe. We've just been Crow. pitting people against each other. This is what the Golden Globes This is what does. pop culture does to people. <laughs> this is an evil industry. We just want to talk about film. Uh, okay, that was fun. That was the extra credits of one of the worst nights I've had in a long time. We tried to find positive things. Sorry if we were a little bit all over the place. We just saw it last night. We had to you know, get up for some work this morning and then pod about this. And now yeah. we're about to go into our Ferrari Maestro and Iron Claw conversation. And we're yeah. seeing Zone of Interest tonight. Big day for us. Yes. And all of us strangers later this week. We're going to do an Anatomy of a Fall episode soon. Our yeah. Patreon is... Our Patreon wild. is covering, we have Mean Girls, yeah. we have The Departed, and we have The Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Big month. Yeah. And then next month, we're doing all of our favorite movies through 2023. We'll have probably multiple episodes on that and some special guests probably at the end of February and definitely in March and moving forward too. Exciting. All right. This has been Trey. And this is Kelsey. Peace. Bye.